Hello, magical humans, and welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott, and I am your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader and a certified professional coach. I'm also an instigator of joy. And today, I'm really excited to bring you a conversation with Amber Cornwall. And before we get into things, let's talk about human design for a sec. Because Amber's a generator, and I think there are a few key parts in her story where it really feels like she's seeing something, the universe is showing her something, and she is responding to it with her sacral. You'll hear her talk about certain incidents where the universe just puts things in front of her, and she doesn't know why, but they light her up, and all of a sudden she's just saying yes. And this is what the universe does for generators and manifesting generators. The universe is constantly juggling for us, constantly showing off and showing us things. And sometimes these are big things and sometimes they're little tiny things like a song on the radio or a certain color or a smell and saying, hey, do you like this? And we get to respond from our sacral, which is our gut. And our gut will even either say, yes, hell yes. Or it'll say, nah. Or maybe it'll say something kind of in between, like a meh, but guess what? If it's not a hell yes, if it's not that full body light up, oh my God, I got to have it. Oh my God, I need more of this. Oh my God, I need to follow this. Well then, it's a no. And it's super important for us to always clear out all the no's so we've got plenty of room to see all the things the universe is showing us so that we can see and receive more yeses and continue to move forward with discernment by saying no to the no's and then releasing them. All right, now let's get into the conversation. Amber Cornwall is an Ascension coach and advanced Marconic practitioner whose sole contract is to assist lightworkers in shedding density and karma to raise their vibrational frequency in order to access higher levels of consciousness and integrate higher aspects of self. She believes we are souls having a human experience, but more than that, we are each a unique vibrational facet of source here to complete our soul's contract, which is exactly what she helps clients step into. From physical education teacher and international athlete to stay-at-home mom and cosmic hippie entrepreneur, Amber delivers her soulful wisdom with her sailor's mouth to provide evolutionary ascension information to the collective. I hope you all enjoy this conversation. And as always, please go forth and be awesome. Amber, I'm so glad we're doing this again. Thank you so much. I break things. I break electronics. And before we started recording, you were explaining that to me. Can you share your wisdom, please, with everyone who's listening? Yeah. So we were talking about how basically your cell phone keeps dying. And the reason we're having to redo is because your microphone was shitting the bed. And all of these different, you know, technological blunders if you will you're like I feel like Mercury's fucking with me and it's like so we checked your astrological chart and that's not really it and then kind of getting to 
the root of things, finding out that when you do start draining your cell phone and your like lights are going out around you, it really means that you are pulling in such high frequency energy into your body and that the electronics around you cannot handle that. And so that is the byproduct of of you pulling down such high frequency energy for your own transmutation and for your own transformation to that higher consciousness, which is what is happening with human evolution right now anyways. And so you're like, oh, well, what do we do for that? As well as like you were talking about your heel and how you have heel pain. And it's like, I feel like I'm using old ways to try and cure something that actually needs new ways of doing and being. Yeah which is plays right into what I do and what is happening sort of globally right now with the rays of consciousness. And so um, um, I'm an Ascension coach, but I also am an advanced Marconic energy practitioner. So I'm going to be speaking to things as a practitioner and my experiences with that. And so one of the protocols we have from Marconics is called the Lux Magnum, which is going to actually put in the electro, the electric and magnetic poles in the biological vehicle and start pulling down frequencies from the ninth and 11th dimensions, which are here to basically trigger um, higher states of consciousness. Um, All right, wait, hold on. What do you mean when you say pull down energy? So in order to assimilate energy into the biological vehicle, into your physical vessel, we have to, and the energy is basically pouring down onto the planet, but in order for us to really assimilate that, we have to raise ourselves up enough dimensionally for it to come down to us. And, but we have our channel that goes all the way up to source. And so we have all of our, aspects of self there are multiple versions of ourselves as we go up through the dimensions up to source and so in order for that to get to us in the lowest density um because we are you and i are in the fourth dimensional corridor and we're hitting pockets of 5d energy um of those times that you're in flow and you're feeling bliss and everything is like time's not really a fucking thing that's 5d energy but when it feels stagnant and sticky, so we have to pull the energy down actually into this density. And so it's almost like when you think of your antennae that are up, we have our electromagnetic fields. We have to be able to draw down those into our body. So um, if you are frying things that are around you, it's because you are actually getting those down, but you don't have the like cell phone upgrade basically in your body to assimilate them seamlessly. So it's like things are just like, like frying around you because you just don't have the new like electrical system for your light body. And that makes so much sense. (laughs) And then you mentioned the ninth and 11th dimensions. What are they? So we live in a 12, 12 dimensional universal structure and there are there are 12 dimensions in our sub-universe because there are like the multiverses, like there are so many other universes as well. So we have 12 dimensions. And so the third is the, if you think about frequency, like the lowest frequency is where um, density starts to like take actual physical form. So that's 3D. 
And so um, three, four, and five, five is basically the last dimension where you can kind of keep your physical body, which now through Marconics um, and Marconic Energy with your recalibration, you can be given your multidimensional vehicle back, which allows you to actually go into higher dimensional livings while keeping the biological vehicle, which is completely new. Like that's not, that was never able to happen. Like before in prior evolution, if we were to evolve at the rate we're evolving and pull down the frequency that we're pulling down now, the physical body would actually like combust, like it could not handle that. Um, and so once you have your recalibration, which is a Marconic protocol as well, it allows you to go to the different dimensions. And so as soon as you get above six, it's basically telepathy. You see things in geometry. You see things um, in like colors and numbers. Like it's very, it's much different. And so anything that is above five is going to be you have to be basically in pure light form, if that makes sense. So nine and 11 are going to be where a lot of the light frequencies that are gonna be hitting the planet to like raise consciousness. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. How long has Marconics been around? So Marconics was founded in 2012. It was handed down from spirit to help with evolution. So basically as a collective, we were all supposed to ascend together in 2012. There, um, the earth kind of goes in 26,000 year cycles. And so we hit that in 2012, which is kind of always, remember when they were talking about like um, the apocalypse and like, I think it was like um, 12, 12 2012 or whatever where it was mm -hmm. like the world's going to end basically like that was built on this cycle and so what happened was we were all supposed to ascend together meaning we we're all supposed to make higher decisions and and make the shift from third dimensional living and karma and fear and duality into higher consciousness and awareness um and love-based heart-based decisions and very clearly that's not what happened like humans couldn't handle that yet didn't fucking happen like we still have people who and and but that's what they contracted to do so many people contracted to stay in 3d and now it's like okay well the rest of us now need an avenue out if you will and so um when we think of earth and humans like there is so much more outside of the scope of awareness for so many people like um there are so many higher vibrational beings who actually have a say and kind of what's going on here and we have higher aspects of self that go up to the dimensions that were like um hello we have fucking incarnated like 600 900 times and are here for our ascension and like this is not what we sort of signed up for like we're stuck like we got like we we contracted for ascension and now we're fucking stuck because of the crazy density that is 3d and the fear matrix like so many people are scared of their power and of who they inherently are and so at that point um the elohim and 
everybody who's here for ascension were like what do we do now and so spirit was like okay well we're going to give you marconic energy we're going to give you marconics that's going to accelerate ascension it's going to help remove enough karma for you to actually ascend out of the 12th dimensional matrix so they um gave the marconic no touch which is the kind of the ongoing therapy to help remove karmic debris to increase your vibration um because in order to get to higher dimensions you have to increase your vibration that's actually what like a dimension is it's just a harmonic bandwidth um, of frequencies so they're like here we're going to give this to you like here um and they gave it to so the keeper of marconics the founder of marconics is allison david bird whose oversoul is grace elohim um and she is pretty much like and this used to trigger me so bad so bad thinking of earth as a project everyone's like this is my actual fucking experience like it's not a fucking project not an experiment and it's like once you have an awareness of what else is actually out there it's like oh shit like okay so if you remove the ego and like the traps around what project actually means like we came here to experience the karma wheel so twenty six thousand years ago there was a new age that started in egypt and so we came here and they actually at that point we were all multi-dimensional we had 36 senses our chakras were expanded they were nesting spheres our auras were 30 feet like we were super conscious we understood that we had incarnated here um but when you had these higher vibrational beings coming into a biological vehicle during egyptian times where the density was really fucking low the vibration was really low like you're experiencing now like like you doing so much personal work your vibration is raised so much that you are now starting to like fry the shit around you they were actually frying out their biological vehicles and so they were like well this isn't fucking working every time we incarnate like we're, we're actually like dying like we can't stay in our bodies and so they had to um alter the energetic structure of the human at that point and so they had to nip the chakras which is how we got the seven chakra system we have now they capped them um basically dumbed it down but through that it was like we got super disconnected from source again super disconnected from like who we truly are and that started the karma wheel of like okay well we're just gonna keep incarnating and learning lessons and then eventually we're going to ascend anyways but like this is the experience we want to experience on this planet because it's one of the only planets it is the only planet in our universal structure that has this density but now we are now have come to the next twenty-six thousand year cycle where it was like well we were supposed to be done with that shit that we said we were going to participate in so there's some souls here who are so old that it's like do them stuck so what Marconics did was kind of give everybody the way who are here, who have contracted to participate in their ascension, a way to actually do that. And so in order to ascend, you have to release so much karma, which is why everybody's starting to do the work. We hear about everybody doing the inner work. What's that actually doing is transmutating the darkness, is transmutating karma and releasing that, as well as turning on different um, like spiritual DNA in your body. That's why so many people are like, dude, I like 
have clairsentience. So you just know things like clairvoyance, I'm seeing shit, clairaudience, like I'm hearing my guidance. And it's like, all of that's being turned on where the earth is in the galactic plane. When you go back to zero point and back closer to actual source, it's like, because you're actually in physical proximity closer, it's going to trigger spiritual awakenings, which is just being aware of your consciousness. So it's like Marconics is here to just accelerate that. It's, it's a life path accelerant. And so through the recalibration where we uncap the chakras um, and bring them back to a multidimensional state, as well as taps you back into the unified field, um, you're connected to source. So you're not actually in like a dying personal like star, like yourself, like you're now connected back to source. But when you take away the recalibration takes away 51% of your karma. Now you only have 49% left to release on your own, which is the tipping point. So um, when Grace Elohim petitioned to be able to do this for human evolution, they were like, yeah, we're not going to remove all your karma for you. Like you still have to want your ascension. You still have to participate in your evolution. You have to, like, it's not going to be just like, oh, here you go. Like, whatever. So, but the recalibration really will, it, it starts to pull things into you for your life purpose. Um, removes 51% of your karma. It's going to turn on the rest of your spiritual DNA so that you then, um, can actually access higher dimensional livings. It makes you multidimensional again. So you don't, you're not, you're no longer stuck. You're no longer hitting that energetic ceiling because I gave you the new light body. You now have a new light body to travel to other dimensions. You can actually leave the 12th dimensional structure. All right. So how did you get into this? You were, you were a teacher, right? A PE teacher? Yeah. And, and a, like a team USA athlete, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now you couldn't, have, you couldn't have a more physical life. You could not have had, I could not have chosen to have a more physical. It feels like I've had two lives. Yeah. So tell us about that transition. Is transition the right word? Like evolution into what you're doing now. So I was a physical education teacher. I, sports have always been a thing for me. Um, I ironically have Mars in my 10th house, which shows just like sports and athleticism as far as like career. It was like, cool, that's your first life. Like you're gonna be really good at it. Like you're gonna really like it. And so I had made Team USA for ball hockey, which is like street hockey, which I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, can you, can we talk about that for a second? Like how did you learn that it existed? So I, street hockey was my first sport. I started playing when I was three. Okay. And so they melt down the ice and you have a stick and a ball and it's hockey with a stick and a ball. And so I was a three sport athlete in high school and then went to Springfield College to play softball and then started coaching um, softball, but I also played ice hockey. And then I became home from grad school and was like, what now? Like I need to be doing something for myself. And so I contacted my friend and was, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, dude, I'm playing street hockey again. I'm like, shut up. For real? She's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, that's epic. And I always really liked it because it was that season of spring where like, 
I got to go outside of high school and just like kind of fuck around. Like it was so fun because it wasn't like there were no expectations. It was just like going to play. It was play. And we all know play like the greatest way to tap into flow. It was the best. So I came home I'm like sick. I'm gonna play street hockey. So I like hadn't picked up a stick in six years. And I just jumped out of the rink and started playing. One of the coaches came over to me and was like, where have you been? Number one. And number two, like, are you trying out for worlds? I'm like, worlds. I'm like, what is, I don't even know what you're saying. She's like the national team. And I was like, for fucking street hockey. And she's like, yeah, it's called ball hockey. But like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. No, I'm not doing that. Like, so I waited like a year and then I ended up trying out again and I made it. And so we went to Toronto in 2013. And then I tried out again and made the team again. And I got to assistant captain, the team that went to Switzerland to play, which was epic. And then we came home. And that's when the spring after I came home, I was trying out again. I was working out and like started having that arm pain and found out that I had thoracic outlet syndrome. So they had to like take out my top rib, whatever, no big deal. But like that was the beginning of my awakening was actually had the first surgery. My principal basically after the fact, I tried to go back to school like three weeks later after having that surgery, they took out part of my rib and he didn't take out the whole thing. And then he put a metal stent in there and then was like, you can go lift, like go ahead and lift weights again. I was like, I'm clear to lift like sick. Like, of course I'm going to go lift like duh. So I lifted and then went out and tried out for the team again. I went to Barrie, uh, Canada, um, and tried out. And I was like, dude, I'm not making the team. And all my friends were like, and teammates were like, dude, you assistant captain of the team two years ago. We're one of the best defensemen in the country. Like, you're going to fucking make it. And I was like, dude, I don't think she's picking me. We had a new coach. I'm like, dude, I don't think she's picking me. And they're like, what? Of course, like, you're not whatever, whatever, whatever. So November comes along and I get the call from the GM and he's like, Amber, I don't know how to tell you this, like, but like you weren't chosen for the top 22, but you're an, you're an extra. So like if somebody drops, you're in. And before this, I'd kind of have the restlessness of like, do I want to do this? Everybody wants a gold medal. Like you want to go out on top. Always. It's just part of the athlete. When you're a high level athlete, like you want that. So I was like, I could stick it out again. I could stick it out. But like prior to this, I was having all this like restlessness of like, I'm getting up at four in the morning, going to the gym, I'm going to teach, and then I'm going to nanny and I'm not coming home till 8 p.m. Like I did that grind for two years. I'm like, do I really want to do that again? So I didn't make the team. And I was like, he's like, but somebody's going to drop. So like, you'll get on. And I was like, that's not for me. If I don't make the fucking team, I'm not on the team. And I'm not, I'm not doing it. So I told them that, like, was just sitting out back, like, oh, man, I can't believe that just happened. And went inside and, like, sat in the bathroom, like, just sitting on the toilet, not even, like, not even using the bathroom, but, like, one of those things where you're, like, I need my own space right now. So I sat and I, like, looked up at the shower curtain. And for some reason, I had been living there for, like, probably a year. And I never noticed that there were like psalms or whatever on the fucking shower curtain. Because I was living with my mother-in-law, living with my mother-in-law. And it was this quote from like Jer Jeremiah 29, 11, where it's like, 
something like, for I have hopes and plans, hope for, it's over there. I like need to look it up. <laughs> and I like saw it, but it hit me as one of those, everybody has a kind of a first moment synchronicity, right? Where you're like, that is not coincidence. You're like, that is not coincidence. And so I looked at it and said, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper, to give you hope in a future. And I was like, no fucking way. No way, dude. And I knew then I was like, this is exactly how this is supposed to go. I didn't know why. And so then spring came, I was still lifting. I ended up having to have surgery again, which sucked. I went to Boston and they took out the rest of my rib and like put a stent inside of my stent. So I'm the first chick to have two like double stents. He was like, that's cool. And I'm like, it's cool for you. Like cool for you to say like, my patient has the first double stent. And, um, but then I had to take four months off from work. And for me, the person who was literally going from four in the morning till 8 PM at night and then like rinse and repeat, but was driving home. Like, I am meant for more than this, like, and I don't know what it is, I cry in my drive home, like this existential crisis shit all the time. And it happened for like a year. And then I had four months where they were like, do nothing. And at that point, like right before my surgery, my anxiety, and I, my anxiety in quotes, like I was really feeling that stir of like higher consciousness, but my ego mind was freaking out like can't give up control like what do you mean and so i went and saw an intuitive uh therapist and she was like i just want you to like watch netflix and self-care i'm like that's the advice you're giving me is to just like self-care right now like i am a puddle in your office and you're telling me to self-care and um she's like yeah self-care and just like listen to what your inner voice is telling you and i'm like yeah okay so I left and I'm like I'm gonna go to Barnes and Noble and I'm like I'm going to Barnes and Noble it was like <laughs> start listening to that inner voice and I went and picked up Gary Zucat's Seed of the Soul and I started reading that during my recovery and it was just like I had a really intense like kundalini awakening of just like that God consciousness coming up through the chakras and connecting you back to source and you're like it felt like I had been, it sounds, it sounds so like religious, but like reborn again. It's just a, a rebirth in the sense of completely different viewpoint, a different state of consciousness. And then I was like, I can't go back to teaching, but I did. And then I started working with a um, life and business coach, which is how I met you because you were on stage at Julian Boland's live event, who was um, my business coach at the time. And like, I knew then that I had to help people through their awakenings and I was here for Ascension. And then uh, the time, when you think of time, it's like, what year was that? Like time is so wonky right now. But I stayed in teaching for another two years. And then everyone's like, how'd you get into Marconics? I'm like, I don't remember, I don't know. I literally don't know. I know I followed these two women who are practitioners on Facebook, but I don't remember how I friended them or like how I knew them. And 
I remember reaching out to them being like, I need this Marconic energy. And they're like, you're pregnant. You can't, you can't do it. But then I was like, I had Rowan and I knew that for the trainings, they do like a seven day intensive. And I was like, I'll go. I'm just going. I have to go. So I went this past August and I walked in to the training center and looked up on the wall and there's the fucking Psalm, Jeremiah 29, 11, that was on the shower curtain at the beginning, at the very, very beginning. And I was like, really, really. It was like such a beautiful confirmation. I like took a photo, immediately like took a photo and sent it to Jeremy, my partner. And he was like, and I was like, this is wild. And he was like, but is it, is it really? And I was like, yeah, no, you're right. Like I knew, I'm all, I just knew that I was like, once I have Rowan and once I have a little bit more space, I'm going to go and do the training. And coincidentally, my teaching license was up this summer as well. Like, and I kept trying to log into the like state website to re-up my license and it would not let me log in like three or four different times. And I was like, oh shit, this is really happening. Um, and so then I kind of made the decision, like, you know what, I feel really called to be home with Rowan and, you know, conscious parenting because all your patterning is set before you're seven. Wow. <sighs> yeah. And so it's like, I can you imagine living a life where you don't have to do so much of the work of getting back to who you truly are and like understanding your conscious being from the start. So like, I really wanted to be home with him and I wanted to continue my business. And so that's kind of led me to where I am now. I'm doing Ascension coaching. So helping people to raise their frequency and vibration as well through the Marconic protocols of becoming multidimensional again and helping them through that process. Um, a lot of people that I work with feel like they're here for a sole purpose and they want to fulfill their soul contract. Um, and be, by having their recalibration, it accelerates that. It's a life path accelerant. And it removes all that other shit that helps to, <laughs> gets in your way of embodying those higher aspects of self and what you're here to do. So, so back to the nitty gritty of Marconics. So what does it feel like to have a recalibration? It depends who you ask and it depends. It is so individual, but just because how many lifetimes have you had? How much have you released on your own? Um, but having your recalibration at first, because you're releasing 51% of your karma, which is a big fucking deal. That's like eons worth of shit that you are now releasing. And so, so like they're not just from this lifetime but it's stuff from past lifetimes as well. Yes, because everything is cellular. Everything's within your DNA. Mm -hmm. And you carry all of that. You carry all of that, um, which is why some people are like, oh, you're such an old soul, meaning like you've had so many lifetimes and you bring that into this lifetime. It's not like every time you're born, you're, you're, you have a new slate. That's not how it works. Um, and so the beginning, right after recalibration, there's a definite shedding period where it's like, oh my god everything is coming up and it's like everything's coming up to be released everything's coming up to be transmuted but then after that once you can kind of look at things from that higher perspective you have greater clarity on purpose and mission like once you're out of the void period and once your chakras expand again it's like 
when you manifestation is instant, which is obviously good and bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it all depends on where the state of your mind is um, and your intent and being able to tap into the quantum field of possibility of like visualizing what it is that you want and bringing that to self, knowing that it's already happened because everything's happening now. Like linear time is not actually a thing. And so it honestly feels like the most me I've ever been. A lot of my clients say the same. They're like, it just feels like I'm my essential self. Mm. I really like that term, essential self. Yeah. And it feels like everything, if I allow it to be, can just be really easy because being tapped into the unified field of possibilities, it's like everything is. It, and it magnetizes that to you for that. So it's, it really just depends on where you are and where you want to go and where you've contracted to be. Have people noticed a difference in you, like externally? For sure, for sure. And I think it's interesting because like, it really magnifies where your relationships are as well, because everything's vibrational. And so if people are no longer a vibrational match to you, they're going to drop out of your life because it also raises your frequency. Um, And so if people around you are not, focused on raising their frequency or being on your vibrational level, it's just going to be discordant. And so you kind of see how those people kind of just fall away out of your life. It's almost, it's not even like, it's like this huge, like cutting away. It's just kind of like, Oh, like we don't buy, like we don't buy, like we just don't vibe anymore. Um, but as far as like my work goes, there's a, definite difference there's a definite difference for me it's just everyone's like hearing me talk about marconics and what i do people are like people who are in resonance with it are like i have no idea what you're saying but you need to tell me more that's what it feels like for me (laughs) and then other people who are discordant because they've chosen not to experience higher vibrational living which that's what they've contracted to do they've contracted to experience lower density they're like they, they, it looks at you like the glazed over look of the eyes, like, or like the, like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You <laughs> because it's just, it's like, it's just like apples and oranges. Like it's just discordant. It's not on the same vibratory level. I feel like that, that is true for, I mean, whether you go through Marconics or just like all of this up-leveling stuff there's just some things that are no longer going to vibe with you. Some things, some people, some situations. No, and I think that's so true. So like if we had talked about before, for me, it was a very weird period because during the beginning of my awakening, I was super attracted to using, you know, Oracle cards and tarot cards and like my crystals and sage. And then prior to last summer, probably like last spring, I was like, none of it was fucking resonating with you anymore, which is like, dude, I feel like the carpet had been pulled out from under my feet again. Because I was like, those were kind of like my tools to tap in. But at the same time, we are sovereign beings and we're connected to that source. 
it's like we don't really need those things. Those were third dimensional tools. Reiki is a third dimensional tool. Those were all built for the third dimensional experience. And now that we're raising consciousness and a lot of light workers are in the 4D corridor. So 4D used to be the astral plane, which was like when we think about like being a medium or a psychic or whatever and talking to spirits and talking to angels, like that was the astral. But then the um, it was actually being raised to expand to almost like, I'm seeing like peeking over the wall, like out of the roof of like, oh shit, there's stuff outside the roof. Like, hey guys, like look up here, like look up here, like there's more stuff up here. And like, that's kind of like the 40 corridor to get into 5D, which is really just that heart-based living, the love-based, um, yeah, activating that pituitary and pineal gland, like is just, that is 5D. But like, it felt so disorienting because I'm like, none of these things resonate anymore. But then I'm like, but I'm also hitting the ceiling. Like, I know I'm hitting the ceiling. And that's when it's like, I found Marconics. I was like, well, you're hitting the ceiling because you actually don't have the, mechanically, energetically, you don't have the new light body to be able to leave the fourth dimension and get into the fifth dimension. Like, you just don't have the upgrade. Yeah, you mean you need new? Oh, I don't. I can't make a technology reference. Actually, I want to say hardware, but maybe that's not right. Maybe it's software. So <laughs> let's screw that. Did you see me? I was going around for one too. I'm like, it just—it's yeah. not. It's almost like you need a certain. It's like, no, I don't even know because it's not even like a cell phone upgrade. It's just like you don't have. It's just not compatible. You're not compatible with that dimension if you don't have the recalibration with the new light body to be able to drive into that dimension. Yeah. Again, I'm searching for an analogy and I got nothing. Um, I want to switch. Uh, I want to pivot for a second to ask you a couple questions about you. Yeah. Well, one question about you. What's the scariest thing you've ever done? The scariest thing I've ever done? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hang gliding in Switzerland. I jumped off the edge of a mountain, basically only attached to this hand glider. And I... don't like roller coasters i'm like not a super big fan of heights like flying like eh, eh, eh. but i was like dude we're gonna be in switzerland for the world games and jeremy ended up flying out for the um at the end of the tournament and then we ended up staying for an extra like seven days or something like that and um i knew that he would shit his pants and if i told him we were hang gliding in switzerland so i just signed us up and we ended up getting there the night before, like, oh, such a shit show getting up to where we were staying. Oh my God, that's a whole other story. But like, I was super scared. And the night before I had a dream that I did it. And I was super scared, but I did it and I loved it. But then the next morning came and I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually gonna have to do this. So I was like, literally like drinking beers at like 7 a.m. in Switzerland with this crazy fucking Australian guy. But we did it. We jumped off the side of the mountain. Uh, Jeremy went first and I went second. And it was so scary, but it was so beautiful once you were up there. I love it. We did not do that when we were in Switzerland. We didn't, we didn't, take, we didn't plan ahead properly. We have to go back again. All right. Next question. If you had a billboard, what would it say? It's one that everyone can read. 
Like everyone on the planet. Everyone on the planet. I know you've asked me this before, but I feel like it was not super representative. Um, if you feel like you're going crazy, you're not. You're having a spiritual awakening. Come mm. see me. <laughs> call Amber. Call me. Just call me. Like, better call Saul. Like, no, call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, well, for all the New Englanders out there. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Amber, how can people find you, connect with you, learn more about you? Absolutely. So my website is ascensionguru.com. I do a lot of my content on Instagram, which is also Ascension Guru. Um, Literally just DM me if you're somebody who's listening who is doing the work or your coach especially and it's like what you're talking about by hitting those energetic ceiling is fucking real like those things aren't resonating with me anymore i feel like i should be able to go higher and evolve more but i feel stuck like you are ready for your recalibration you're ready for higher dimensional living um i do those retreat style and so i host retreats um and then after the retreat, I offer coaching to help you through, like I said, the post-field recalibration can be really intense because anything that is not in alignment with you is going to fall away. Relationships, jobs, like your career, like friendships, like everything is kind of on the table. And to have somebody who's gone through it, understands what's happening because ascension there are so many different things that happen as you um integrate higher aspects of self um there's a coaching aspect that goes along with that as well um and i also do remote sessions so it doesn't matter where in the world you are if you are interested in having um, no touch sessions to remove karmic density turn on different spiritual dna integrate higher aspects of self um i do those sessions you can get them like bi-weekly so just reach out you can email me the ascension guru at gmail.com like if anything that came up during the podcast you're like oh my god like that resonates with me or i need to talk to her about this just literally shoot me an email amazing we're gonna put everything in the show notes thank you this has been amazing i just said that twice um (laughs) (laughs) and i'm because because my brain is jumping ahead because I'm so excited about playing with you in the future and I have no idea what we're going to do together but I'm just really excited so everyone go check out Amber this is epic thank you so much for listening if you'd like to continue the conversation please head over to Facebook and join the group Find Your Awesome with Kelsey Abbott. It's free. And if you want more than that, go to my website, kelseyabbott.com. And there you can sign up for my newsletter and get a series of free guided meditations. And I would really appreciate it if you could head over to the podcast app and leave a review of the Find Your Awesome podcast. Your reviews help other people learn about this podcast. Thank you so much. That's all I've got for you, friends. Go forth and be awesome. Awesome.